I lived with my nan. It was wonderful, just the two of us in our cosy basement flat. We both had a bedroom. Mine was just a little box room and I didn't have a proper bed, just a couch with a pillow and an eiderdown. But Nan turned it into a Wendy house for me, with a lovely Tinkerbell lampshade. She let me keep the light on all night because I was afraid of the dark. Sometimes I crept into bed with Nan in her room, but she never minded. I was used to Mum coming and going. She was sometimes away for weeks at a time. The year she had a job at Butlins, she was away from March till September, and Nan and I were ever so happy, just the two of us together. We had several Saturday trips to the seaside to see Mum, and that was fine, though we had to take carrier bags on the coach because I was usually travel sick. Nan always packed a damp flannel and a packet of spangles to freshen up my mouth, so it wasn't too worrying. Nan hardly ever told me off. I was her girl, and she was my Nan, and we didn't really need anyone else, not even Mum. But then Nan got poorly. We both had bad colds in the winter and had to slather our chests in Vic and suck blackcurrant lozenges when we got to the cough stage. Nan's cough didn't get better for weeks, even though she sucked lozenges until her tongue was deep purple. I'll be as right as rain when it gets a bit warmer. I've always hated the cold, Nan gasped, coughing and coughing and lighting up another player's navy cut. Your players make your cough worse, Nan, I said. I dare say, but they get me going, she said. She found it really hard to get up in the mornings. She rose really early, long before me, because she had a cleaning job. She started at the factory at five and then came rushing home at half-past seven to make our tea and toast before I went to school. Then Nan had a little nap before going to her school as a dinner lady. I wish she worked at my school. It would be wonderful to see Nan at lunchtime, especially when Marilyn and Susan were being extra spiteful. But Nan worked at the secondary modern on the other side of town. I'd maybe be able to go there when I was eleven, though Nan said I was bright and hoped I'd pass my scholarship and go to the grammar and get proper qualifications. I've done all right for myself without passing any silly fancy exams. You're working yourself to death, Mum. You don't have to get up at the crack of dawn. Don't I bring enough home? My mum said irritably. I don't want to sponge off my own daughter, thanks very much, Sheila, said Nan. Besides, I'm saving up. What are you saving for? I tell you, I'm rolling in it, said Mum. Nan sniffed. She didn't always approve of Mum's jobs. She was currently in the chorus of a travelling review, wearing feathers and high heels and very little else, according to Nan. I knew what Nan was saving for. It was our special secret. She was saving for the fair to London, for when the Queen had her coronation in June. We were going together, Nan and me, planning a proper little holiday. Nan said she'd take me to a huge great toy shop called Hamley's, and we'd eat in a proper restaurant with waitresses called Lion's Corner House, and best of all, we'd stand as near to Westminster Abbey as we could get and watch the Queen arrive in her gold coach. Nan had already bought me a little gilt replica of this coach with tiny white horses. I'd drive it along the carpet and across the sideboard and up and down the walls, imagining a weeny queen being tossed about inside, squealing as if she were on a roller coaster. It'll be a holiday to remember, Elsie, Nan told me. When you're an old lady, my age, you'll tell your own granddaughter, 
My nanny took me up to London and we saw the Queen's coronation. I was longing to go. Laura Totteridge was going to see the coronation, but her whole dancing class were travelling up in a coach because they were doing a special display somewhere. But no one else was planning a trip, though Marilyn said she was going to be watching on her brand new television. Marilyn always had to be one better than anyone else. I said I was going to see the real coronation, and I said we had a brand new television too. My mum had bought it specially. But Marilyn said I was a liar. She said horrid things about mum too. I told her to go and boil her head, and she punched me right in the stomach, making me fall over. Mum told me to stand up for myself when they were mean to me at school. But it only made things worse. I knew Nan still wasn't well. She never once complained, but she kept coughing and she got breathless easily.